Episode 5, Change and Growth. In small business, we know the only constant is change. Our industries, client needs, our internal resources, structures, they're all moving parts. Recognizing changes can feel like a hopeless task sometimes because we're evaluating the changes in real time. But regardless of the scrutiny we put our analysis under, the bottom line is that we must grow in order to adapt. And that's what we're talking about today. The Speakeasy Podcast, honest conversations about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity in business? We probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. The other thing we're talking about is this delicious watermelon and cucumber cocktail. That's a mouthful. It's a little vodka, lime, simple syrup, and watermelon. What kind of vodka is this? This is cucumber-flavored organic vodka, which is another mouthful. It is. So it's I think I think you were saying it's muddled and then shaken. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Luckily someone made the cocktail for us. And Thank you, you know who you are. Thank you. Um this cucumber vodka is a delicious delicious pour for the summer. I have it sometimes on my shelf at home, but I would never pick it up in November. It just feels like summer. It does. And it's I think it and that's part of it. It's just the cucumber adds that refreshing little piece to the cocktail. And I kind of feel like even though we're ready for fall, we're still clinging to summer. That's kind of what this time of year is all about for me. I'm not ready for fall. I don't like change. Well, the next season is upon us. And the only thing that is constant is change. And I feel like that's true for our professional careers, not just our cocktails. Yeah, that's true. It is pretty and it's delicious. Okay. Our cocktails or our careers? (laughs) (laughs) Your career is very pretty. And yours is delicious. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, yeah, change. Tell us us what you're thinking, Karen. Oh, I feel like... um, So, at the very beginning of 2017, I've said this a thousand times, and and it's funny because my team doesn't seem to roll their eyes at me yet, but... My theme is question everything. Why do we do it this way? Why? And it's from top to bottom. It's from ceiling to floorboards. It's from um, accounting and finance to creative processes. It's to tools. Everything for me is about questioning everything because I feel like so much is changing that I better roll with it or I'm going to die. And so my industry has changed so significantly, as has yours, but trends and client needs, oh gosh, especially in video distribution, (sighs) Well, you have to evolve. Yeah. I think you used to, I mean, video distribution, you used to bring a CD to my office, right? Or if it was in the Wayback Machine, it would be VHS. Right. And I'm pretty sure most of our listeners understand this because you probably look around all the time thinking, what do I need to do different? What should I be changing? What's happening in the industry? What are the new trends? Is there new technology? And that comes at you so fast. It does. But at the same time... There are other comfort zones where one of your team members might say, why do we do it that way? And if your answer is, and mine has been that way for sure, I don't know, that's the way we've always done it. That's the worst answer ever. Here's another terrible answer, because I don't have time to think it through and do it properly. Yep. That's 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 a true answer. That's what's underneath it, right? (laughs) And so that's been my theme this year. So much has been changed, and um, it hasn't been comfortable, but it's been invigorating, more invigorating than any other year of my professional career. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Change is good. Change is good. And really, if you don't evolve, because that's really what the growth part is, it right? So change and growth, the change is the stuff you can't control. Right. So what you can control is what you do about that, and that's growth. And I don't mean growth like we got to add some people or expand or knock out a wall. I mean me. <laughs> 
I'm changing. Sure. I have to expand and grow and be flexible. And that, as a leader, impacts everybody in my wake. That's <laughs> fortunately or unfortunately. Sure. And, you know, when you're a little bit more mature in your career, your growth trajectory isn't necessarily as fast or as obvious. So when you're very new at, at your profession, moving to the next rung of the professional ladder is really clear. Your path is obvious. When you're self-employed or when you're an entrepreneur or when you're already a leader, how to grow and what growth looks like for you is not nearly as clear, but you have to do it because if you don't, you just die, right? And you, Yes. And, if you, and the other part of it that is is that it has to come from within. So when you're young, you have mentors or sponsors who are pulling you along, seeing things in you, putting gold stars on your lapel. And when you're self-employed... You, no one tells you where to go next. Nobody tells you. And there's no crystal ball, for God's sakes. And so um, it really has to come from within, which means you have to trust yourself. You have to be bold and courageous. And you have to really want that growth because it takes a heck of a lot of work to uh, evolve. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. And I think, too, there have been times, um, you know, I said um, – Question Everything is my theme this year, and we've retooled so many things, but that's only because I have had a number of years leading up to it. Well, at least the last couple years, I have felt incredibly stagnated because I haven't been pulling myself or holding myself accountable. There has been a bit of a status quo for me professionally um, that I knew how to show up every day and do my job. I had other change in my life. Um, My team had changed a little bit. I had had a second child. And so that was all the growth I really needed at the time, or that was all the change I wanted to manage. Um, And whether this change that I'm going through right now is well-timed or not is not really relevant. It's the right time for my soul (laughs) to kind of walk through that. Because when you do the same thing over and over again, uh, and you're not lit up about it, that's an indication that there's something at play there, right? Right. Which is why you considered giving it up a year or two ago, right? I did. So I thought about, well, not necessarily giving it up. I I all of a sudden woke up and decided that I wanted to go back to school and get my master's. And I had a bunch of people, as I would talk to my closest friends about it, I had lots of people around me cheering me on. It was like perfect. It was online. It was a master's of strategic communication. I knew it would contribute to my um, success with my clients. I knew it would translate to other things. Who knows? It could have been an exit strategy for me at some (laughs) point. And uh, you were one person that were like, <laughs> I was like, are you crazy? Why would you want to do that? I know. But at the same time, when I really got honest with myself, it was a Band-Aid. It was like I knew I was so restless, I guess, is the best. I was professionally restless. And you were so right. Uh, because have you ever gotten to the point where you just kind of lie to yourself about change or growth? Oh, yeah. And, and then like, so me getting my master's was the Band-Aid. Sure. Sure. But I didn't know. And for a minute. The thing is, in some ways, a master's where you go sit in a class and someone teaches you something, and it goes back to that early part of your career where you have a mentor or a teacher telling you what is next, explaining to you what the syllabus is to get ahead, which we don't have anymore. And so I think that looks sometimes like a great idea. And for many people, it is a great idea. Don't get me wrong. I Oh, yeah. I personally will never go back to school because I feel like I'm constantly learning something new all the time. And I just, you know, the school of hard knocks. Well, we're both committed to lifelong learning. So it's not, I know that neither one of us are knocking going back to school and getting a a master's at any level of your career. But as small business owners, you know, I started wondering about the ROI. There, and there's there's only so much capacity you can handle when you have staff to manage and a business to manage and clients to satisfy and new clients to find and children to grow. And I mean, 
your your youngest was young at the time. There's only so much one person can handle. Yeah, but I think when I got honest with myself, it was just um, my desire to go back to school truly was a symptom of something else. And it was there was so much change in the industry that um, that was my area that I decided I wanted to grow. And I got to the point when I was honest with myself, I knew that that wasn't going to serve me best. So I've been working all year on growing in many different ways. Like I said, questioning everything. But there's but there's this turning point, right? Because I think with any open door, there's a closed door. There's a birth and a death. Have you ever had to turn your back on something and it feels like a loss? Oh, sure. Change is very hard, especially in our position. When you have a staff change, you lose a client, you have to realize that you need a new skill set. Those things are really hard. And leaving behind the thing that has been successful for you or the thing that you've loved or the thing that you're comfortable with is terribly sad and a very difficult decision. I mean, I don't know if this is the biggest moment of growth in your career, but I mean, you had a huge change in your professional career that probably felt like quite a loss. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a business partner for a number of years, and we decided to go separate ways, I'd say about two years ago. I think we knew probably a couple of years before that, that it was time and things weren't working. And we tried very, very hard to make it work. We did business partner counseling. We had lots of conversations, deep, deep conversations about where we were going, but we were headed in different directions. The scariest change in my whole professional career was the day I said internally to myself, it's time, we're done. It's time for us to go in separate directions. And making that decision was the kind of decision that makes your stomach twist up and keeps you up at night and makes you pester your spouse to say, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I should do? And it's a very, very hard decision. But like you said, the change was inevitable. That part we knew. Turning that change into growth in a healthy way for everybody was the thing that we had to do. It was incredibly difficult, but you do it and you move on and you grow and you keep going. So do you feel like you had anticipatory grief because you suffered the decision-making process? Because it sounds like once the decision was made, you felt like maybe you breathed a little easier and you knew that there were there was a lot of work to be done to make that professional <laughs> divorce. Professional divorce, right. Uh, but do you feel like you had anticipatory grief? Because it, it was a loss. You The way you knew how to run that business was as in a partnership. Sure. And there's, there's really three aspects to it. I'd say the first aspect is um, when you're a competitive person, Admitting the decision you've made or the trajectory you're on isn't going to work and giving up feels like giving up, although sometimes it can be a strategic piece of growth. So admitting that it's time for something to be over is a very difficult part of growth and change. Did you one. feel like did you feel like that was a failure? Was that something you grappled with? Probably, yes. We're in the business of making things look good. So figuring out how that happens and it's not a failure and working that through takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then making the decision when you know full well that once I make this decision, there's a very long road ahead that is not easy, not efficient, not clear, even though it's the right answer, I think is very, very hard. I said there were three things. I don't know what the third one is. That was like seven and a half. Okay. We're done. <laughs> I, um, I, no, I think all the points you made are really good. And I think the, the summary of that, though, is when you're honest with yourself, we talk about honesty so much. It's a, such a common thread in everything we talk about. When you're honest with yourself, it's okay to grieve the loss. It's okay to be sad about a big change that's going to happen because there are 
moving parts that you're not always in control of. And so looking at that growth, staring at whatever the thing is in the face and and being willing to turn your back on something, even though it's comfortable and familiar and successful even, but it's that smart and strategic growth that is really the key. Well, and something you said makes me think looking at that kind of change and acknowledging that you can have grief about the thing you're losing and excitement about the thing you're gaining. So it's a very strange place for your head to be, right? Where you are looking with this nostalgia at what you had and what was comfortable and what was safe. And you're also looking with this eye of opportunity at what could be once you're brave enough to make a change. So it's a weird place for anyone's head. I think that what you've gone through is so interesting. It's not something that I've gone through personally and, and if I think about my biggest area of growth in my career, it's less related to an event or a trigger, right. right, and more of something that I've grappled with most of my life. And it's as I've gotten older and older, if I've gotten honest with myself professionally, it's staring at the – I have a huge perfectionism conversation that's left over from who knows what. Maybe it, maybe it was gymnastics and all of that competitiveness and the precision that's expected out of that um, discipline. But I think I learned pretty early in my career how much perfectionism was at play. Everything from production management to, you know, how I presented myself to clients. And I think that I was always taking measured risks. I was not willing to start my own business. I was willing to buy into a successful business, right? So I always wanted to know that the outcome was successful. And so perfectionism really was my barrier. It was the thing that stood in my way. Do you feel like you have avoided change or growth because you were afraid you wouldn't be able to nail it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so that's been my biggest area of growth is the constant self-checking that I have around perfectionism. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I, that's not what this conversation is. pretty perfect from the outside, <laughs> I will say. No, this is, thank you. No, so this is so not about me being perfect, but it was the thing that holds me back from achievement. It's the thing that if I am not willing to jump in and take a risk, it's like, is it because I'm worried that I don't know the outcome? Am I worried that it won't be exactly how I want it to be? And maybe it's about control as well. That's part of that perfectionism thing. But I really feel like once I start to be willing. And it's been for several years now. I think maybe motherhood has chipped away at some of that perfectionist thing because there's no perfection in parenting, right? And motherhood for sure. Uh, you're just really going to screw it up more than you're going to get it right, honestly, if, you're, if I reflect on my own experience. But um, I think it's only in that process that I've actually loosened up quite a bit. And I'm kind of okay with just admitting my failures and trying something else. And it's been really freeing. It still sneaks up on me, though. Does it? Yeah. For sure. I don't have a comeback to that, but I believe that it's true. (laughs) I will say, when you talk about motherhood, I find that sometimes motherhood and life in general is a lot of what creates fear of change in your professional life. Because I'm bringing home money that pays a mortgage and makes sure that my three children are well-fed and taken care of. So what if I make a change and next month I can't pay the bills? You know, especially being in a small business where money does not fall out of the sky. You do not know where your paycheck's coming from in three months or six months or a year, depending on your entrepreneurial model. Change is really scary when you know that you have mouths to feed and people who are depending on you. Yeah, so, you think you know what that certain future looks like, mm-hmm. but that's only if things stay the same. If things stay the same. So and, it's easy. And they're just not going to. No, no. They no, don't. that's a great point. That's a really great point. What a bummer. 
Um, <laughs> I know our listeners have been at Crossroads, too. We are not the only gals standing at the crossroads of life sometimes. And so I want to know from our listeners what you guys have experienced in those crossroads or has the fear of change or the fear of growth, the fear of all of the things that are moving around in your environment that you can't control. I want to know where you've been, where you've known you'd needed to grow, but were terrified to do so. I really want to hear about your change and growth stories for sure. And I'll bet that comes in a lot of forms. You know, deciding to go to grad school is no joke, and that's pretty scary as well. You know, we were talking about your potential decision before, and whether it be divorce or grad school or changing careers, not everyone stays in the same career their entire lives, right? You can change industries at the drop of a hat that there are so many places where change can happen, and it's it's just scary. I'm curious how people deal with that. Yeah, me too. So where would people reach out to us? Oh, they could find us at Easy Underground on all the social channels. And our website is thespeakeasypodcast.com, which is kind of exciting. Which you could also find us um, using the same search term, the Speakeasy Podcast, on iTunes. So really, in closing, I feel like if I really want to encourage our listeners to be honest with themselves. I think they shouldn't be afraid. And really, you were saying to me earlier, if you are afraid, make a plan. Yeah, that's true. Look look whatever is scaring you right in the face. Imagine the worst possible scenario and what you would do if it would happen. That's the easiest way to go about it. I learned that from Dale Carnegie. No, no joke. Because when it doesn't happen, whatever happens doesn't feel as bad. And if it does happen, you're prepared. <laughs> well, and earlier how you were talking about being afraid of change and the unknown and your husband's like, well, if that happens, you'll just do X. <laughs> Some people are really good at what will I do next? Other people are not good at that at that thinking. Well, and it's funny in that specific example when he had such a simple solution, he is much more risk adverse than I am. And so for him to just like, well, that was a very simple solution for him that should have felt very threatening to him. <laughs> like it's she, like I, I'm floored that he like was like, well, just change careers. It's like, but what? Maybe it would be easier for me to see what you would do next or how your opportunities might play out than it would for you. Because when you're so close to it, it's hard to hard to imagine. Well, which is also goes back to why why we're sitting here today. You know, we've leaned on each other and that's why we're building this community of of creative women or gosh, entrepreneurs, whoever's interested in listening. We're building this community to really normalize some of these, you know, big hairy beasts that we, we that we go through and to make people realize that they're not alone either. That's true. We were talking about staring something big in the face, and I'll tell you, something big is coming for Karen. Friends and family will probably already know, but we'll be diving into it on the next episode of the podcast. It's required a lot of growth. And might I also add courage? Uh, And no, I am not pregnant. So tune in and let's see what's going on in her life.